Hello and welcome. You are listening to the 2023 Eureka Week podcast. My name is Agnieszka and I study liberal arts and sciences with a major in international law at Erasmus University College. And my name is Anna and I study International Bachelor of Communication and Media at Erasmus University Rotterdam. And in this podcast, we are going to guide you through the Eureka Week program, your first year at Erasmus University and living in Rotterdam. In this episode, we are going to discuss different additional courses available at UR and the student associations. Today, we are going to host three guests in our studio who are going to talk about their experience with extracurriculars at Erasmus University. But before that, let's start with some courses available on campus. So first of all, there is the Language Center. They offer languages such as Dutch, Spanish, Mandarin, Arabic, and many more. The courses take place either online or on campus, depending on the group that you sign up for, and last about 10 weeks. Each week, you have a two-hour class, and at the end of the course, you can take the, an exam. If you pass the exam, so you get a 5.5 or higher, you receive a certificate where you can see the language you learned and your current level. If you are interested in learning a new language, which, to be honest, I think languages are always a good skill to have, all the information about the Language Center can be found on the EUR website under the Language Center. Another type of courses you can join on the campus are the soft skill courses given by Liversity. There are many classes you can join depending on your interests. Today, one of our guests is going to talk about this, so for now I won't reveal more information. Now, moving on, another great thing on campus is the sports center. At the sports center, you have a gym available for you and many classes such as yoga, self-defense or ballet that you can attend. There is also a separate option of personal training if you want that. Further, you can also attend classes organized by different sports associations during which you can learn how to play volleyball, basketball, dance or any other sport you'd like. To use the sports center, you need to buy a sport card. And if you also want to have access to the gym, you need to buy a sport card with fitness. There are many membership options for the Erasmus Sports Center, so you can check on the Erasmus Sport website what fits you best. Personally, I have a card that allows me to attend classes and use the gym. So far, I attended yoga, yoga with meditation and dancing. I have to say that all the classes were very well organized and the teachers were more than willing to help you understand the different exercises. The sports center is also a new facility, so it's nicely equipped and also has a cafeteria if you want to have a meal after your workout. Overall, I would say that the Erasmus Sports is good for any goals you may have, whether it's regular workout or just trying something new. Yes, and now we will proceed to the discussion with our today's guests. Please meet our first guest, Leonard. Uh, thank you for coming here today. Hi. Yeah, please introduce yourself and tell us what association you're a member of. I'm Leonard. I'm a first year IWEB, so economics student. Um, I'm German, so I'm an international student here, but I'm not that far from home. I'm part of two associations. One is my study association, which is EFR, the Economic Faculty Rotterdam, um, where I'm engaging in the sustainability committee and in BNR Burrs, which is an investments association where I'm part of an investment group that's taking part in an investment competition um, where I've been elected to chair for the next year. That's really nice. So could you tell us what roles you have in those associations and what your obligations are, maybe starting from the study association? Of course. So the study association is EFR and um, they host multiple committees, which are essentially a learning opportunity for every student. 
Um, I myself are part in the in the sustainability committee where we host a week in September, which um, has events all around sustainability. Um, also, if you're a first year student, um, this is a great opportunity to come and get to know other students. So you're very much invited, especially if you're interested in sustainability. What we're essentially doing is um, we're getting to know speakers, companies, we're contacting them, um, asking them if they want to take part um, and, and providing multiple opportunities for them to, to make an impact on our week. In Vienna Burst, there's that's an investment um, association, so they host an investment competition with also materials um, if you want to learn about investing, they also provide that. And um, in that investment competition, there's 46 groups that all compete about well, the most, not the most returns only, but more or less about the highest returns on their stock portfolio. Um, so we meet once a week um, to discuss investment ideas, to discuss stocks, and then make a decision on what to buy. We all put some of our own money, um, which is also a requirement by BNR. So everyone, the minimum is, I think, 200 euros that you're required to put per person. And you need a minimum of 12 people per group. Um, so you do have some money that you're actually managing, which is really cool because it provides a lot of learning opportunities with real value for you. Um, so I'm chair for the next year. That means I have a couple of obligations, which means um, well, leading the group to a success, hopefully. <laughs> this year we actually made it from last of the leaderboard to now 12th place, which we're very proud about. And we hope to continue that fight for the next year. Um, the group's urban investment. Um, there's going to be a recruitment events by BNO Burrs, and I'd be very pleased to see all of you there. And when is the event? Uh, there's multiple events. I don't have details on the dates yet. Okay, well, thank you. And uh, what are some other roles that you can have in those associations that you can tell us more about? Yeah, of course. For every association, whatever kind, there's, of course, the board, which is typically a thing that's not for first years. Um, these are sometimes even full-time positions. Um, so when you're in the board, you're organizing the whole association, organizing your contact with students, your individual events, um, and, and everything around that, or even organizing the different committees that you have in your association. Um, then you have... For example, in EFR, I'm not sure how other study associations handle this, but it, for example, in EFR, there's multiple committees. So there's, for example, the Women in Business Committee or the Inspiration Days or Master Career Weeks, for example, as well. Um, and these do very similar things um, overall. They host events, they give opportunities to students to well, learn about hosting these events, but also opportunities for companies to come to com campus and recruit people. It's, it's more or less the same. There's also a lot of social events. Um, there's a, an active, I don't know what they call it exactly, but you can event, like host events for, for active members within an association. So there's generally a lot, a lot of things to do. So what is your favorite part of being an active member? Oh, that, that's a tough one. I haven't actually used all the benefits you can have as an active member. So there's events. Um, that are specifically tailored for active members, one of which was, this might be more interesting for economics or IBA students, but by EFR there was an event with our main partner Deloitte um, that was in the Poing Arcade, which was quite cool. Um, so you, you get to get to know companies, um, but you also get a lot of social events, parties, um, cheap, cheap subsidized, well, association subsidized drinks, 
uh, and stuff like that. Okay. And um, what was the biggest thing that you can learn from the association? Ooh, tough one. Uh, definitely building up the courage to get out there and just do something and do the things you're in for. Because when you try to organize these events, you have to contact companies, you have to get in contact. It's, it's not like it's going to come to you if you don't do anything. So the biggest thing you're learning um, is definitely that, um, regardless of your position. But then, of course, there's other positions you can have. For example, um, if you're a treasurer of a committee or chairman of a committee, you also learn how to lead a group of people um, to do, well, resolve tension within a group to see whose competences you can use for what and generally a lot of organizational skills um, that you can also learn, but you also have to learn in your first years at university. Yeah, you mentioned a lot of activities. So I was wondering what was your biggest challenge that you had to overcome being a member of an association? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they make it hard for you to be part of an association. At least that was my personal perception. I don't think there were any major challenges for me personally. It's good to hear, actually. I mean, maybe the interview process, because it's the first time you're sitting in an interview and uh, you expect this to be all professional. It ended up being quite friendly, actually. Um, well, of course, they have to interview you and they have to ask some difficult questions. Um, but I, if, if you're going to th go through that process, I can only recommend to stay calm and well, do your best and be honest because what they want for you is to learn and they want to provide a learning opportunity for you and that starts at the interview process. Do you maybe have any tips how to prepare for such an interview for to join an association? Well I can definitely recommend knowing your strengths and um, knowing how to work around your weaknesses okay. <laughs> um, because they want to know what you did before, what qualifies you, why this is interesting to you and also um, what you hope to learn from your position within an association. So that's definitely some answers you can have ready. But there's, even if you have those answers ready, there's always an element of surprise um, in an of interview. Course. and that, That's part of it and it's, it's good like that. So do you have maybe some opportunities regarding your associations that you would like to share here with us? Oh yeah, I'd actually like to tell a little story and how we started out as our investment group. Because we, when we started the investment group, we're all a group of first years. So, um, starting into this big investment world with all these sophisticated groups that like talk to banks and have all kinds of recruitment events. And then there were us, like 15 guys, like sadly only guys, we would like to get more girls um, to the next year because it's a very interesting topic. So, um, well, we started out this journey. We we're all first years, didn't really have an idea on how to organize this group and how to organize our investment journey. And um, we kind of like, wiggled our way around it, um, also improved our organization within and um, also improved the way we picked our stocks uh, throughout the year. So we went from piss last on the leaderboard, um, which which was okay at the time because we didn't really know what we were doing and we were just starting out about it. Um, we we're constantly climbing, especially some of you might have heard of it. The banking crisis helped us because we weren't invested into banks while other groups were. Um, so that helped us gain a couple of places on the leaderboard and then we went on and now we're fighting for top 10 Which is great and what was a great success for us um, And we'd hope to continue that success with some of you next year 
Um, because even if you're, well, the story paints a clear picture, even if you're starting out in the journey and you don't really know what you're doing, where you're going with it, um, we plan to make it as cozy for everyone to join and give everyone the opportunity to learn within the group and um, well become a valuable member despite maybe not even knowing what we're doing. So what I'm hearing is that you made a big progress like from the beginning to till where you are now. Um, how did it happen? Like, What steps did you take to make an improvement? Oh, that, that's a tough one. So on the one side, of course, you do a trial and error basis on what works regarding stock picking. Um, because we were all very new to the competition, we were struggling. We didn't really know what the rules were. We didn't really know how our score got calculated and stuff like that. And because it's all very short term, it was also hard to see. Um, what definitely helped throughout the competition was that we started doing team buildings, um, which helped the overall atmosphere within the group and also helped to well, make a more um, casual atmosphere at the meetings and made, gave everyone the possibility to speak up at meetings, even if they didn't really know what they were talking about. They could always bring up ideas, which was, well, I think an essential part to um, well, getting creative ideas, investing in them and making a return on most of them. Okay, and do you maybe have anything else to add for incoming students who would like to be part of your association? EFR or BNR? Uh, or both, both? Both, yeah. Well, for BNR, uh, it's a super serious association, seemingly, um, when you're not in the groups. So all of the events... Um, I, I just recently got a suit, but if you want to join BNR... Just get out your dark blue suit or if you're a girl, get your, I don't know, dark blue blazer or something chic because all of the events are almost, they, they feel like they're dress coded. Some of the people even wear ties with their suits. Um, so that helps to fit in. And uh, with EFR, it's a lot more relaxed. It's a, it's a pretty cool study association, even to the interview process. I mean, dressing up a little is cool, but I think my interviews were wearing sweatshirts. So um, don't stress out too much. Just you know, focus on your own capabilities, on your own skills and be confident about that and you should be good. So thank you so much for introducing us to those two associations. I think the upcoming students might be quite interested to join them. So maybe you'll meet some of them in the upcoming year. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah, thank you for today. Thank you. Okay, so now please welcome our second guest. Uh, we are here with DJ today, so thank you for coming. Thanks for having me. Yes, and uh, could you please introduce yourself and tell us what associations you're a member of? Okay, so I've been here in Rotterdam for a little bit of a long time. I've been here for about six years now, and I, um, well, my name is Diraj, first of all, but I go by DJ as a nickname because it's easier for most people. I am from the island of Mauritius, which is a very small island off the coast of Madagascar, in case you haven't heard of it before. I moved here six years ago to do my bachelor's in IBA and uh, International Business Administration. In my final year, I was part of ECE Students, which is the Erasmus Center for Entrepreneurship Students. And I think that's really where I found a lot of uh, love for entrepreneurship. In 2020, I graduated, and 2020 was a beautiful time to graduate because, of course, we were smack in the middle of the COVID <laughs> pandemic, so the job market was absolutely horrible. And I actually co-founded an association myself uh, together with a colleague of mine, Federica, for my bachelor. So shout out to Federica if she's listening to this. Federica is like somewhere in the world at the moment. I think <laughs> she's in Vienna but she or Paris, one of the two. So she's also a global citizen over there. 
Uh, so we founded the Creators Guild together. So the Creators Guild is an association for creatives on campus. Um, creatives is quite broad as a term because we try to encompass a whole bunch of different creative fields. And that all kind of started because I, um, together with some friends, we just kept sharing like ads that we found to be interesting or marketing campaigns we found interesting or social media posts we found to, to look good. And at some point, there was like six friends that we were just sharing b things back and forth with. And I was like, okay, let's just create a group chat um, about this. And that's kind of how the community started. And the community is really the main thing we're focusing on. On top of the Creators Guild, I'm also part of Liversity. And Liversity isn't really a student association, but more of a student organization that offers soft skill courses here on campus. I've been teaching the marketing course, the marketing crash course over there for the past three years. And I also teach a networking masterclass as of last year. Because as of last year, I came back to studying uh, to start my master's in media and business. So um, yeah, uh, another 10 days till I graduate, which is a, a bit of a weird thing to think about. Well, congratulations. And yeah, you mentioned so many things and I was just interested how you start an association in EUR, at EUR. Could you like walk us through the process of that? Yeah, so that is a fairly complicated process because, of course, there's so many associations here on campus. There's, I think, around this time, there's probably about 130, 140 or so. So cultural ones uh, centered on activities, sports associations, so forth, so, uh, so forth. I think the first thing you need to do is you need to find a reason to exist. Like, what is the reason that you're there as an association? And for us, I think there was no community for creatives, I believe, because I remember back in my first year, I was super invested in the whole marketing and creative space. And being one of those people in IBA, you often don't really meet that many people because they're all doing IBCOM. So because of that, I was like, okay, at some point I need to create a community because I want to meet other creatives like me and people interested in creative fields like me. And therefore that, uh, that community came to be. So the first thing is you need to find, of course, people that are interested in the thing that you want to start. Then the next thing you need to do is you need to try and figure out which body here on campus can authorize you to exist, right? So for example, a lot of educational associations, they're sort of uh, run by the Community for Learning and Innovation, which is part of the Students for Students, I believe, or the other way around, I always get those confused. Um, I know a few s friends that have started their own sports associations. So for example, Erasmus Paddle and Erasmus Table Tennis, and more recently, Erasmus Dodgeball. And they've come up just because like, there's no group um, for this here on campus, and that's why they wanted to create a group. I've toyed around with the idea of the Erasmus Martial Arts Association because I also do a lot of martial arts, but I don't think there's going to be enough demand. And also you have a boxing association, which kind of already captures a lot of people that do boxing and kickboxing over there. Oh, wow. That's really a lot, but it's really, really nice. Yeah, so it, it, gets, it gets more complicated because as soon as you find someone that's able to authorize you as a body to exist or is willing to take care of, well, kind of helping you grow, then you have to get registered at the Chamber of Commerce, which is a whole process that takes a lot of time, money, and uh, effort. How much time did it actually take for you? So the Creators Guild is not actually registered as an association. We tried, but I think that two years ago, uh, me and my co-founder, eventually we just got really busy with other things. So we mainly focused to a student community, um, but we also have other activities here and there that we sometimes do. So that's something that we are still talking about how to get it formally uh, approved, but the community is still very active, so that's uh, really nice. But it's just a matter of can we um, keep the activities going on the long term with the resources and the people that are present? I understand. It's more the yeah. question, yeah. And what role do you have in uh, your other associations? What are your obligations in ECE and Liversity? 
Well, I was part of ECE back in 2019 to 2020. I was the graphic designer over there, so I was mainly in charge of making the promotional materials for their events. So I would have my posts appear on social media. Sometimes if you were in the library and you'd see a poster promoting an event, I would probably be the one designing that. So that was really fun. Uh, the Creators Guild, I'm the co-founder, uh, and also I've acted as a president uh, for every so often. So basically I'm the one in charge of managing the whole team and making sure that we're growing uh, and growing the community, of course. Then in Liversity, I am mainly in charge as a course trainer. So I teach a marketing crash course, which um, our host here, Anna, has also done. And I teach a networking masterclass. So basically, I facilitate a six-week course and a three-week course. Actually, Anna, you've also done the networking masterclass, yeah. now that I think about it. So I have a super fan right here in this very room. And uh, essentially, what I do there is I just help students try to get better at the specific skill that they sign up for. I have taught public speaking in the past, too. But of course, the association or well, the organization has so many different courses. For uh, example, uh, for example, public speaking, public speaking and media. So if you want to create a podcast like this one, you can go and apply there. Um, let's say what else do they have? Negotiation, storytelling is a new one they came up with. Design thinking, leadership, um, mindfulness. There's really so many. Yeah, there is really a lot, and I'm thinking that leading a course for our students is also a kind of like a big obligation. So did you have to have a lot of experience to do that? I would say field experience is more important because, of course, if you're teaching something, you kind of need to know what you're talking about. I think teaching experience also really helps because if you're someone that's really good at public speaking, then, of course, then it's a lot easier for you to teach. If you're someone that, you know, yeah, I'm sure that if you go to a lecture, you know that people generally just read off slides and don't really try to engage the audience that much. And if you're trying to run a class like that, then that's not going to work out because, of course, this is an extracurricular people can take on top of their regular studies. So if they're there and they're bored, then they're going to leave. And what are some, maybe some other roles that you can have in the association, like other committees, for example, or something like that? Right. So it depends on the association, of course, because every association here is so different. And having not only been in so many, but also having met people from so many associations, everything is kind of set up in a sort of um, dual structure where you have a board that oversees different committees, right? Sometimes for smaller associations, you only just have a board because there's not that many, not that much to do just yet. So uh, generally, I think that if you want to build skills, especially in your first one or two years here and uh, while studying your bachelor or even in during your master, I think associations are a great place to do that because you can network a lot. You can, of course, um, build skills that you're particularly interested in. I remember back in ECE, we used to have a whole department for business development that they would just go to companies and try to get sponsorships and try to reach out to people to try and... Um, yeah, fund events, invite hosts, these kinds of things. We'd have a whole department for marketing. So some people would create content. Some people would like blog posts and stuff. Some people would focus more on like the content creation for social media. Some people would focus on taking pictures of events. So if you want to work in something in the future, then just find an association that you're passionate about that also has some roles available. And then you can, of course, sign up at the Creators Guild. Yeah, uh, generally, I think that just being a member is also great because, for example, the community is some place where you can, of course, talk about your creative inspiration, share ideas, share um, other things that you have found inspiring. Uh, recently, I used it to ask for advice about the logo I was designing because I wasn't sure what uh, options to go for. But then, of course, then there's a couple of things that I would share. For example, now with the new Photoshop generative AI thing, I think that could be very interesting for a lot of creatives and a lot of people do like it. So uh, that's just one example. Um, there is, of course, the chance to volunteer, help organize events, help create posts for social media. And that's going to be quite standard for all of the associations because, of course, 
there's never you can never have too many events. Um, with with some associations, of course, then just trying to think uh, with diversity, of course, because the structure is a little bit different. You can, of course, be a course trainer, but you have to wait for vacancies. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to pitch something, then you can always go pitch it to the founder, uh, Matt. You'll find him on LinkedIn. So, uh, yeah, that's a couple of things that uh, you can do. Of course, with diversity, we also have uh, openings every so often for like a social media creator. So but that's quite rare. So, yeah. Well, quite a bit of possibilities. So I'm wondering, what is your favorite part of being an active member of an association? I think if you just find an association that you're passionate about, you can just meet so many people that really love to nerd about the same topic as you, <laughs> you know. Uh, the thing with associations is, like I said, there's like 140 or so here on campus. So there's so many that you vibe with. There's so many that you don't, you know. For example, like I'm very much not a finance guy. So because of that, then all of the finance associations, I don't go anywhere near them. Um, unless, of course, I was cu- unless I'd, I'd be curious to know about a specific topic. But then there's a lot of associations that are very specific in a, in a certain field. I've been, well, I am kind of part of the Table Tennis Association, Dodgeball Association, like just the group chats, right? Because I want to know about events happening. And then when I go there, I meet other people interested in the same sports as I am. For communities, for example, here with ESN, right, they have a lot of events where you can just meet people. And because of that, then it's always nice to just be able to just go and... Yeah, just meet people interested in the same hobbies or same topics as you are. Okay. <coughs> All networking at the end of the day. <laughs> and uh, what would you say is uh, like the biggest or like best thing that you can learn from being p- a part of the associations that you're a part of? I think in my role, there's a lot of crisis management and leadership just because like Liversity and the Creators Guild are both very young uh, organizations that usually need a lot of I wouldn't say structure, but they need a lot of coordination, right, to be able to keep running. And I think that it's quite easy for things to go wrong. So, for example, let's say that in diversity there's not enough signups, or, for example, at the Creators Guild, there's someone promoting stuff that they're not supposed to be promoting. So you as a leader have to take in um, some responsibility to then be able to try and see how you can solve these issues. You know, there's always new people that are going to ask you questions, of course, In my role, I'm actually very privileged because like a lot of the things that I do kind of are on the consistent theme of like marketing and creativity. So because of that, then I often get asked a lot of questions from different people about what is it that they can do to improve in their field. And that's where I learn a lot about uh, leadership and how to help people and everything. And you really position yourself as a person of authority in a particular topic that you're interested in as well. So I think leadership, organization, uh, just how to inspire others, um, solve problems i think these are some things that are very useful for um, joining a i would not, not really a management position but like a leadership position in a student association so you mentioned that the different problems that you encounter in the association so i was wondering what is the biggest challenge you had to overcome as a part of any association um that's that's always a tough one i think it's always difficult to be able to try and reach a compromise sometimes especially like now we're all very young we really want to prove ourselves out there in the world and we all have our big bold ideas sometimes if you're working in a team you don't often see eye to eye and because of that then trying to find a compromise that you're still kind of happy with can often be a challenge J- especially if you're working with a diverse team for example i remember when i first the first board we had at the creators guild we had like of course we had federica and then we also had another colleague millie who was a psychology uh, student So because of that, her perspective was very different, right? Then, then, and she was more on the artsy side. I was a little bit more on the business side. 
So because of that, then our perspectives were very different, even just among the three of us. So because of that, then trying to um, come up with conclusions and um, things to do, I think, that, that, are, that fits best with the organization often requires a lot of compromise and that sometimes requires a lot of strength to give up your own ideas. And how did you read, reach those compromises? Um, pros and cons lists, uh, talking about things, uh, of course, community-centric uh, feedback. So, for example, with uh, diversity, we al- I always get feedback from my rounds just to try and see what I can improve, right? Uh, with the Creators Guild, sometimes we ask the community, like, hey, we're thinking about coming up with this idea. Is it something of interest to you, yes or no? Um, testing things. Um, sometimes you just go ahead and do it anyway and see <laughs> if it works out or not. You know, sometimes you have to take a risk. What can you, s- what can you do? So, at the end of the day... Um, Yeah, there's a whole bunch of different ways to really get through those compromises. Um, it's just a matter of trying to figure out to what extent does it actually matter for your organization. For example, are you trying to like test the new social media post style? That's not going to have a really big impact, perhaps. But if you're trying to come up with like, okay, what is a website going to look like? For example, these things do require a little bit more um, compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Okay, so that is all very interesting. And do you maybe by any chance have anything to add for incoming students who would like to be part of any of the associations that you've been a part of? Yeah, of, of course. So essentially, like, I would say start from your first year, I think, just because there's so much that you can learn just by being in an association in your first year itself. I remember I started really getting involved in my third year, and by that point it was already quite late because, of course, my third year, half of it was online. And I feel like I missed out on so much development opportunities just because I did not take part in associations early on. So I would say then definitely do start as soon as possible. Really find something that you're passionate about. And if you're not sure, do it anyway, you know, because, for example, if you are not fully decided on a particular field of expertise you want to get into, whether it be finance or marketing or uh, what other associations do we have? There's so many, basically. (laughs) Consulting, for example then um, if you're not fully sure, then just go for it. Try it out for a short period of time, whether it's three months or six months or a year, hopefully a year because most associations would want you to be there for a year. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to continue. But at least you know early on because I know a lot of people, for example, that have started their, their bachelor, their master, then they go into work in that field and realize that they don't like it. And that kind of feels like a bit of a, not really a waste of time, but for example, like it took you way too long to realize something that you could have realized a lot earlier on, right? So definitely find something that you're passionate about. Go there, um, try it out. Just try and see if you're not ready to commit to be a member and just see if you can sign up to the newsletter, show up to events and uh, these kinds of things. Definitely, if you want to take on a lot of uh, responsibility, then try to go for a board year in your second year because that also looks really nice on a CV. So um, yeah, there's so many different associations you can really apply for, whether it's cultural or um, business or or sports or literally anything so really just go out there see what you're passionate about see what you want to try be experimental and network a lot because you do get a chance to network even within associations right like there's a lot of collaborations that do happen between them i know for example like the international students rotterdam isr they do have events as of recently with for example like the dutch caribbean association the hispanic association so they do try to have these collaborations every so often and you get to meet so many cool people that way So definitely do uh, join something. If you want to be part of any associations that I'm a part of, it's a little bit difficult because, of course, then uh, we're a little bit less... Um, so, like, our structure doesn't really allow for that many people to join in at the moment. But, for example, like, if you want to be an active member or join a community, then you're more than welcome to. If you want to take a diversity course, you're always more than welcome to, hopefully, either marketing or networking. So that way I can meet you in person. 
uh, of course, if you want to take, if you want to be part of the Creators Guild, you can find us on Instagram. Um, it's Creators spelled with an E U R at some point because the university loves their branding that way. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if you can link it in the podcast description, perhaps. Mm, I'm not sure, to be honest. Maybe we can check that definitely, yeah. and yeah. if we can, we'll do that for sure. Hopefully. So yeah. Otherwise, you can tag us on Instagram if you pu- publish the podcast there. Of course. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so that's just a, a couple examples of what you can do. And definitely just join communities, try and learn as much as you can, and really just try and see what are opportunities that you can take to develop your uh, your skills. And then, of course, to figure out if things are actually what you like and, yeah, just network. Yeah, thank you so much. I think that first-year students can really see that it's really worth to join an association, even if you're not really sure what you want to do later on. So thank you so much, DJ, for the discussion today. For sure. One more tip I can add is that a lot of the skills that you would build up in um, associations, sometimes when you apply for internships, they really do value these kinds of things as well. So that's why it's always nice to get some experience one way or the other or a portfolio piece or something. Quantify your results and you can use that later on your CV to then be able to apply for bigger and paid opportunities. So, yeah, from a business perspective, that's another tip that I can give to the first year is really just trying to make the most out of it because this unit has so much to offer. And you're going to find that out during Eureka Week as well, um, during the open day, I believe it's called. Yep. Yep. There we go. <laughs> Thank you so much for today. Awesome. Okay, so please meet our last guest. We are here with Ahmed. And thank you so much for coming here today. Thank you guys for inviting me. Yes. And can you please introduce yourself and tell us what associations you're a member of? Sure. So uh, my name is Ahmed, obviously, as you said. Um, I'm a second-year economics and business economics student, IBEB, and uh, I'm part of the Arab Association Rotterdam and BNR Burrs, an investment group to be specific in BNR Burrs. Could you tell us, please, what those associations particularly um, do? What are your goals are there? So BNR Burrs is a uh, investment-related uh, association, uh, mostly finance and investment-related events, and they have a yearly uh, um, investment competition between more than 40 groups and uh, this year we formed a group with me and a few friends and we're taking part in it and I'm just a uh, member of the group and the goal of it is to kind of maximize your portfolio returns compared to the other uh, contestants and the group with the best returns wins the competition and for uh, the Arab Association uh, it's also a relatively new association we started it uh, approximately a month and a half ago in May and we've had uh, two successful events so far. We do kind of like um, Arab-themed events and kind of introduce people to the Arab culture. And I'm part of the events board, so we're responsible for organizing and making sure that events go uh, on as planned. So could you tell more about the events you recently organized? So uh, recently we had our first event, which was the Shisha Bar, which was uh, kind of a um, in a lounge where we had uh, Shisha, obviously, like, had belly dancers we had arab uh, music we had uh, like a lot of like arab themed stuff we also watched one uh, football match before starting the party and it was a overall uh, arab themed night uh, to kind of get people introduced to our association and the arab culture in general and well what kind of stereotypically pops up in your head as soon as you like think of like you know arab parties and stuff like that and it was like really uh, successful like a lot of people really enjoyed it and recently last weekend we had our um, football tournament where we got like uh, 10 teams to play in a football tournament for a prize pool and it went on like the entire day and it was really fun like we had a quite an interesting day 
That sounds really nice. Uh, so could you tell us what your role specifically is in each organization and what your obligations are as well? So um, for the uh, BNR Burrs, uh in my investment group, Plutus, I'm one of the members. So each investment group has kind of a treasurer, uh, like a manager, all of that stuff, and I'm one of the members. So um, each week we split into groups of three or four. And each week, a different group has to present a stock and convince the others why they think it's a good buy and why they think it's going to be profitable. And by doing that and then voting in the end, we kind of decide on what to do with our collective money and uh, kind of a wisdom of the crowns kind of, kind of thing where at the end we hope to uh, make more than the other groups. And uh, for the Arab Association, I'm part of the uh, like events board where like I work together with three or four other students to uh, organize uh, events, uh, like meet up with the venues, call the venues, message them, uh, buy all the supplies, make sure everything is going according to plan, take care of the equipment, stuff like that, and try to make sure that the events go smoothly on the day of the event. We kind of uh, work the entire time there to kind of make sure that everything is uh, flowing as it should be. And so far, it's been good. Okay, and can you tell us a little bit more what like what other roles are there specifically in the Arabs Association? Yeah, in the Arabs Association, we have multiple boards. There's also the marketing board, there's the event board, there's the partners, and because uh, we're relatively small right now, so we, uh, we're kind of all working together. But we also have an external relations board, and uh, you kind of... We are working to get uh, sponsors, organize more events, uh, like the uh, marketing boards focused on the social media aspect of things, making posts, making advertising. We also have a few on-campus events to uh, get more attention to the Arab Association and spread awareness about our existence. Um, and yeah, so we've had uh, we've had quite a bit of fun as well uh, as the board members. It's quite an interesting experience so far. So what do you think is your favorite part of being a member of an association? I th I think my favorite part is the social aspect of it because in general I feel like I'm a relatively extroverted person and so like you get to meet a lot of different people with a lot of different backgrounds and you just like you put yourself in a in a place where you are ready to like catch opportunities you get a lot of different opportunities you speak to different people And you just get experiences that you never thought you'd have. You know, you develop interests that you never thought you would have if you hadn't joined those. And so you can't really know what you're interested in until you kind of try it for the first time. So even trying associations and stuff that you don't think you might enjoy that much or you don't know if, you know, that's your thing, if you've never tried it before, I think it's a very good experience as in just checking to see because maybe there is something out there that's going to be very, very good for you, but you never know until you try it. So mostly the social aspect and the opportunities that arise from it. And what would you say is uh, like the biggest or best thing about that you can learn in your association? Um, I think for me as one of the events board, it's mostly the uh, organizing uh, event organization in general. It's a very uh, important skill depending on what you're going into, but event organization, uh, social media marketing, like can learn a lot of different skills, especially communication skills and uh, networking as well, uh, networking and communication skills and trying to build good and like long lasting relationships with multiple different people and different associations and everything in case we want to do collabs in the future. 
you learn how to reach out to people, you learn how to uh, go back and forth with people. It's, I think it gives you quite a valuable experience. And then there's the association-specific experience that you get. Like, for example, in BNR Burrs, they give you, obviously, investment experience. And even people who joined who aren't... We have a lot of people in our group who aren't that good at investing to begin with, but they join. And just because they have so many people around them always talking about investments and stuff, they learn stuff on the way. So I think the best thing is just, in general, the social aspect and stuff for all associations, but for association-specific skills depending on what you want, even if you're not that good at it, you'll get a lot of, uh, you'll gain skills simply by being within that environment, in my opinion. So you mentioned so many aspects about being a part of an association. So I was wondering whether there were any challenges on your way while being a member of the associations. So I think the associations teach you like valuable teamworking skills that you might not get otherwise. Like uh, in Erasmus, you're forced to work in teams a lot, so there's that. But also working in real life, organizing with other people, uh, like especially as the bigger the association gets, the more important these skills are. But uh, like challenges that you face, like communication challenges, organization challenges, just figuring out who does what and doing it as efficiently as possible kind of teaches you to work in a team and work with many different people from many different backgrounds, which is a very valuable skill in my opinion later on. Like you learn how to work with a vast, diverse, like, number of people. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, and do you maybe have uh, anything to add for incoming students who would like to be part of the Arabs Association or of uh, BNR Burrs? Yeah. Um, for BNR Burrs, definitely, if you have any prior investment experience, it would be good. But even as soon as you get into BNR Burrs, you shouldn't be scared away because of the like appeal of like investments and stuff because as soon as you get in they give you an investment handbook which uh it kind of takes you through all of the basics of investing and gets you all of the basic knowledge that you need and as well once you get in there's a lot of different associations a, a few more serious a few more social and you can kind of find the association the um, team that works best for you uh and, and your personality and where you fit in the best and then the investment experience itself comes with the um uh, with the competition, I guess. And with the Arab Association, so far we're relatively small, but uh, overall I think it would be really nice for people to join just to get the uh, overall exposure and experience to a lot of different uh, organization and social skills and like a lot of different things you can learn during the uh, Arab Association, not necessarily from the events, but while going through the process, you get a lot of hurdles that you have to learn how to uh, jump over, which is really useful. How does it feel being a part of a very new association? Is it much different than being a part of an association that lasts already for some time? Definitely, definitely. I feel like with the uh, Arab Association, since you're setting everything up from, from scratch, you're definitely learning a lot more on the way. And so when you have a smaller, when you have a relatively large association, everything is already set up for you and you kind of like fit within the puzzle and you know what you have to do. You have your responsibilities, you have all of that. But when you're starting with a new association, you're not really expecting what you're getting into, but it's a very valuable experience overall because a lot of times you don't know what you're getting into in life in general. And so I feel like you are put in a lot of situations which, which you weren't told that you were going to deal with, but in the end you end up dealing with them and you come out better on the other side. And so I feel like with a newer association, you learn more overall than going into the uh, uh, already established association. I see. So 
Thank you, Ahmed, so, so much for the discussion today. It was really interesting. And I hope that uh, some of the incoming students will join the associations you are a part of. That would be great. Thank, Thank you, you so much. As you heard in this episode, there are so many different associations you can join depending on your interests and goals. We hope we inspired you in this episode to join some and develop your passions outside of the classroom. You will hear us in the next episode. Thank <laughs> you.